shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Today's podcast is brought to you by ELIC. Listen, as you know, I just want to drop hope everywhere I go. And I found somebody, some people that are doing it right now. ELIC is dedicated to changing lives by equipping and sending people to teach English in unreached areas. All right, listen, they provide training, support, and also they do it through a team of passionate people who are ready to make a difference. And y'all have heard me talk about it before. English is the language that everybody is learning. So why not help them learn so that they can have adequate tools to learn what they need to learn? Whether you're a college student, a recent graduate, or beyond, ELIC has a program for you. I need y'all, human hope. If you got college kids, send them to this website, okay? Send them to the website, elic.org slash human hope, okay? Elic.org slash human hope. So if you're ready to create hope with a global impact, send your kids there. You go there. They've got two to four week options in the summer that are perfect for college students and recent graduates as well. And their nine-month global ambassador program is also a great option if you're a recent college graduate. So please, friends, go to elic.org slash humanhope if you're ready to create hope with a global impact. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. uh. Men, women, and children, hope is in the building. Hey, what is going on? Human Hope Familia, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back, come on, ha, ha. We are back with another episode of the Human Hope Podcast. We are done with the parenting series. I ain't gonna lie, y'all listen to that more than you listen to any other series I've ever done. What y'all saying, like, y'all are exhausted as parents too, I get it. You ain't gonna stop being exhausted. Because even when your kids get older, they still wear you out. Men, women, and children, hope is in the building, I promise. 
There's hope. And we're, we're, we're finishing, uh, we're done with the parenting podcast series, but we're not done with talking to parents. <laughs> Today I got one of my really, f- my, one of my favorite parents. And again, this isn't a parenting podcast. Actually, Wade doesn't talk about parenting. Maybe he does a little bit, but he's talking about something that I know all parents have, which are dreams. Dreams that sometimes you may be thinking, is this, is this the right dream? I don't know. Oh, today we're going to get into that. But before we get into the conversation with my friend Wade, I just wanted to say one more time. Welcome. My name is Carlos Enrique Gutierrez Guzman and Chibol Cabello. And I'm so grateful that you are here hanging out with me and my friend Wade in a few minutes. Now, I want to let you know something. This last week, I mean, talk about a big week, right? I've turned 50 since the last podcast came out. Like, can you hear it? 50, 5 zero. Actually, a week ago today, as the days go by, seven days, I turned 50. What does that mean? Actually, I have so many thoughts on what that means that I've got a couple episodes not focused on turning 50 or getting older, but some things that this birthday has brought out of me that I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, human hope ain't ready. We're going to be coming with that. Uh, This week is my church conference. I'm going to be busy doing that. I'm excited about that. When you hear this, it'll be day, day one, maybe day one of our conference. So I'll be doing that. And then listen, I'm about to take seven days in the wilderness and go fly fishing. And I can't wait. I'm so, that is my dream right now. My, the dream that I've been hanging on to is when can I go fly fishing again? I'm in desperate need of some time in the river and um, I'm going to get in it. I'm going to Bozeman, Montana, and then I'm driving them at, at about an hour away. And I'm going to be waist deep in the river for seven days with a couple friends and my wife and some of her friends, we're all friends. We're just all going together. And then I'm coming back in hot. We got some big plans for this thing in 2023. So anyway, I'm just kind of rambling now. I need to tell you about today. We've got my great friend, Wade Joy. Uh, Wade and I, we've gone back a long time. So for those of you that don't know, I used to be a worship leader. Worship leader is somebody that stands on stages in churches and sings and leads the crowd in song. And that, that used to be my full-time gig. And I used to do it with Wade at his church, Elevation Church. He was the worship pastor there. He was the main man in charge. And I came in and for a couple of years would lead worship at Elevation, which is where I got to know Wade. And part of that story is in this interview because Wade had some career transitions that happened at Elevation that we're going to get into. He had some things that he had to let go of that he was like, God, I thought this was my dream. I thought this was the dream you had for me. And well, now he's no longer working at Elevation Church and he's entering into new seasons. And his book, This Dream Is Not For You, Learn to Live By Letting Go. I'm, I'm telling you, some of y'all need this so bad, right? You're, you're chasing your dreams. You're exhausted. You're disappointed. Uh, your circumstances are like, oh my gosh, I don't know if my dream is there. Like, like what's, what's going on? I'm hanging on to my dream as long, as long as I can, as tight as I can. But what if, what if the way towards your dream is not to hang on, but to let it go? Oh, Lord have mercy. Y'all ain't even ready for this conversation. So friends, we're just going to get right to it. I want you to sit back and enjoy this conversation with your new friend and my great friend, Mr. Wade Joy. Wade Joy is on the Human Hope Podcast. And I i mean, maybe if you look up the term human hope in the dictionary, I think maybe your face is going to be oh next to goodness. that, bro. 
Man, you you are you are too kind, my friend. You're one of my favorite people on the planet, and oh, it's it's man. an honor to be here. Well, I'm super pumped that you and I get to do this. But this is, you know, it's 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 like okay, I'm going to talk to Wade on my podcast, and I know we're going to talk about like the maybe your where your ethos is sitting <laughs> right now, um, like what what you have happening right now. But we have so such a long past. Yes, we do. That we could do an entire month's worth of podcast episodes just on that and and all of the stories we have in our lives. Oh, there, there are some stories we could share. <laughs> there there are a lot of stories. <laughs> Most of them maybe we couldn't share, but, <laughs> that is but true. You, know, so, you know, a lot of them we could. You know, I want to give a little bit of perspective, not even perspective, but maybe a little bit of history to, to our relationship before we hop into some of the other stuff. I initially, I, and I was just thinking about this last night when I was thinking about having this conversation with you today, trying to remember when the first time I met you was and kind of where we were and what we were doing in our, in our respective careers and lives. So can you help me with that? Because I know I want to say I was like a church worker, like I was working on a church staff and I could be wrong, but I think that's right. Yes. No, you were um, on staff at Buckhead Church, I think is oh, the wow. service programming director. Um, oh. And I was maybe a year or two into being the worship pastor at Elevation Church. Yeah. And you were so kind to me. My wife and I actually were in Atlanta for a marriage conference, and we decided to go to church at Buckhead. And I think you and I had emailed or like messaged on Twitter or something like that, but you didn't know who I was. But I'd followed your blog for a while, and you were just so kind and spent some time with us. And I think I even have a picture of that day oh, really? that shows up on my little uh, Alexa uh, little yes. monitor every now and then in the kitchen. But <laughs> no, that was the first time we met. And then shortly after that, you started coming up to lead worship at Elevation and you became an unofficial member of Elevation yes. Worship. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I, we, we need to put that down somewhere. Listen, everybody, I'm an unofficial member <laughs> yeah. of Elevation Worship, so I won't be on the tour dates. But listen, I was there at the beginning you know, this, I mean, this, this is a, obviously a big part of your story, Elevation Church, and you were the worship pastor there. And, w- and when I, when I first met you, you know, you guys were, you know, two years in, man, you're, you are, I, I can only fathom what two years into Elevation Church was. Like, I can only fathom <laughs> the, the, the chaos and the exhilaration and the excitement and the long hours and the, what are we doing? All of the above, you know, everything. So t- take us back to that season. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I came on staff in 2007, along with yeah. a worship leader named Chris Brown and a worship leader named Mac Brock. And Pastor Stephen hired all three of us to come up and help build this worship ministry. And it was really, it was, the church was one high school when we first said yes to being on staff. And over the next couple of years, just, it was explosive growth. I I felt like the Lord was really doing something very special. And we saw a lot of people respond to the gospel and get baptized and lives were changed. But along with that crazy growth, like you said, it brought chaos uh, yeah. None of us had ever written worship songs before. We had never really led a worship ministry before. And we yeah. were trying to figure out what we were doing. Um, we were trying to build bands and we didn't know any musicians in Charlotte. So we were bringing in <laughs> our friends from Columbia, where I was from, and the new friends like you from Atlanta. Yeah. And so we were just building this thing as it was. I mean, you hear that whole 
uh, image of building the the airplane while it's in the air. That's what it felt yeah. like. But man, like God changed my life in that season, even though it was hard, even though it was messy. Yeah. And yeah. even though there's some things that were painful, um, mm. the good of it far outweighed any of, of those challenges. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I get a lot of questions about my time at Elevation. I get a lot of questions about, you know, and, and my time, my questions always go, literally my answers always go back to you. Like, like every, you know, every, every space and every church I've led in or, and again, for those that are listening to this and don't even know that this was part of my life. Yes. I used to lead worship, which is even weird to to say, but there's a lot of people that don't know that this was something that I did, you know, which we're going to get into in, in your book, you know, and just how, things have even drastically changed in my life and how this, this, it wasn't even part of, on the radar of my dream, um, what I'm doing right now. But, you know, I, I think that for me, you, you have always been, you, you always were a, um, gosh, you, you know what a, I actually, I just feel like God just gave me this, this example of really what, what I feel like you are to a lot of people and what you were to me, you know, when, if you're running, like if you had an iPhone eight, and so we're talking 2012 and you're trying to film yourself running down the street and then you watch the, f- the video back. It's going to, it's going to look all shaky and all uh-huh. shaky. And then they, they, they invented these things called gimbals that people would run with. And then it was like smooth, but you were still running in the chaos, but this footage was smooth. You're a freaking gimbal, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, like, man. like that is, that is what I felt like you were at elevation when I got there. That's what you had been in my life. A lot of places, that's what you actually really, I feel like are. So, you know, sorry to get all prophetic in here, but I, I really feel like that mm-hmm. Wade is your gifting in the midst of chaos, you provide steadiness. And that's what I felt like you were in that, you know, in that season for me. And so anyway, I just want to say thank you. And I I just appreciate that about you. And that, that, that's what you are. And I don't think I've ever, I ever could have imagined someone comparing me to a gimbal, but (laughs) as you say it, it it does make a lot of sense to what I feel like uh, it resonates deeply with me. So I do think that was from the Lord Yeah, because that's, I feel like that's a passion God has given me is to help walk alongside people and help them have a firmer foundation to stand on, even when you don't have easy answers, even when it's hard to still believe that Jesus can be trusted and that he sees you. Um, Because I know I've needed that so much in my life and my own shaky seasons. Yeah. So yeah, I I really love that. Good, good. You're a gimbal. Wade Joy the gimbal. So, you know. I'm going to change all my social media handles now. My website, everything. <laughs> okay, so you're, you know, I, I'm, I'm in there leading worship around 2010 to 2012 ish. You know, 13, coming up there, watching the, you know, exponential growth, and talk to us a little bit about how maybe some of the, um, some of the season began to change for you in even your calling while you were there and what you were doing. And I know that there was a season when I remember realizing, well, Wade's not necessarily leading as much anymore, like on stage, like he's, you know, maybe behind the scenes a little bit and maybe begin to unpack because why I want you to do that is I know that there's a lot of people that are listening to the podcast that started their careers and whatever it may be, they could have been in a lawyer or could be in church work, whatever it is. 
but doing one thing. And as either the organization has grown or more people have come into the mix or whatever, they've watched their responsibility move and shift. And there may be some identity pieces inside of that, that they're like, I don't, well, I mean, am I like, why did they move me? Like, yeah. like, am I not doing what I was supposed to be doing? And so begin to unpack maybe what that felt like and then what it led to. Yeah, I mean, it, it, what you're referring to was a really transformative season in my life yeah. around about halfway through my time at Elevation. So I was there for close to 15 years. Yep. And for the first seven years, I felt like I was getting to live my dream because my dream since yeah. I was in high school was to be a rock star. Like I want yeah. it. And, and I was a Christian too. So I was like, well, I can use this for God, but I really just like, I love standing on stage with my guitar. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I started playing guitar cause I wanted to impress a girl in high school. Right. right. Uh, so that's where Come it started. On. But I really did over the years want to try to use that for the Lord and, and began yeah. leading worship. And, and so when I came on staff at Elevation, Right away, Pastor Stephen was like, hey, I want us to write songs for our church. I want these yeah. to be monuments for what God has done in the life of our church. And so I got to start writing songs and worship songs that I loved, and they were on albums. I was getting to lead worship at this church that I loved. I got to pastor, which I love doing that. The songs started going outside of the church, and these albums started to get more and more exposure in churches outside of ours. And we got to start touring and all these things were happening. And I yeah. felt like, man, I'm right in the middle of my dream. I'm, I'm yeah. able to live every dream I've had since I was 16. Yeah. And then there was one pivotal conversation that I actually write about in the book where I had a meeting with Pastor Stephen and he said, hey, Chris and Mac have this incredible gifting and anointing to lead worship and to sing and to write songs. They're great at that. I think you're good at that, but you have a lid. Mm. I think though that you have the gifting to be a great pastor and shepherd and teacher and church builder. And one day you're going to have to decide if you're willing to let go of what you're good at in order to take hold of what God's called you to be great at. Wow. And that conversation sucked in the moment. Like it was not, <laughs> I, I actually am like, like I'm triggered right now. Like, like I, I, I'm like, Oh my God, Wade, like, wow. Okay. So yeah, it did suck in the moment. Right. Yeah. yeah and, and did you believe him? Did you, did you believe him when he said that? This um, is one man's point of view. Right. So, so in one respect, I was coming up with all of these reasons why that was wrong. Right. And, and that was my natural defensiveness. But yeah, as I sure. sat with it, I was able to get a little bit of distance. And actually, I, I came home that night and I sat down at my bed. And I don't recommend doing this as a <laughs> usual way of like, like <laughs> hearing from God. But I was, I was praying and I was angry and all the things. And then I looked at my Bible that was open right in front of me. And <clears throat> it was where I left off in my morning reading. Yeah. And it was about when David wanted to build the temple. And okay. so he had a dream in his heart and the prophet Nathan comes back to him and says, no, it's not for you to do. It's for your son Solomon to do. Mm. And even though I'm not trying to compare myself to David or the temple or anything sure. like that, it was in that moment that I felt like the Holy Spirit just gently said, this is what you thought was going to be your trajectory is not for you. And wow. I want to see if you can trust me enough to help build something that you're not going to take the seat that you thought you would have in it. Wow. And so even though I didn't like that conversation, yeah. 
I trusted that it was from God. Uh And that became an anchor point for me to try to, and it didn't like, it wasn't like when I had that realization, everything changed. I still struggled for years of trying to unpack all the identity that I'd built up around being Wade, the worship leader. Cause that's for for two decades. That's who I thought I was. And I didn't know who I was if I wasn't that. But also I, I give pastor Steven a lot of just, I'm grateful for the courage to have a conversation that wasn't, he knew wouldn't be easy for me to hear, Yeah, but it was actually a very kind thing to do for me because Mm. I wouldn't have let go of that dream willingly. But now, gosh, over 10 years after that conversation, yeah, I don't lead worship anymore, but I'm able right. to live in dreams that I never knew to dream at the time. And Come on. that actually was one of the greatest gifts God could ever give me was saying no to a dream I thought I couldn't live without. I think it's time. It's September. It's time for us to kickstart that clean eating after the summer of just drinking your gin and tonics and all the things that you do. Listen, we all did it. We had one too many beers at the pool. It's time to clean our diet up. And we're going to do that through Green Chef. I'm so excited to be partnering with Green Chef. What is Green Chef? Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Okay. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every single lifestyle. So whether you're keto, y'all remember that? Paleo, y'all remember that? Vegan, y'all remember that? Vegetarian, wait, what's the difference? I know there's a big difference. Gluten-free, whatever it is, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences, right? It doesn't have to be boring. You can feel your best this fall and satisfy your cravings with adventurous eats, right? Made from nutritious ingredients, right? It's so good. And what they source their food sustainably, okay? Farm fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffles, truffles, and rainbow carrots. Are you kidding me? Right? You can eat clean deliciously this September. You can do it. Now, Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you and not the other way around. You don't have to work for your dinners. They're going to be working for you. They even have calorie smart meals, right? Under 700 calories. It's so convenient. It is so easy. You can get ahead of like your schedule, right? That dinners that you make are ready in 25 minutes or less, 10 minute lunches and even grab and go lunches. So here's the deal. This is what I need you to do. I want you to go to greenchef.com slash six zero human hope and use code six zero human hope all one word to get 60 percent off plus free shipping that is go to greenchef.com slash six zero human hope and use code six zero human hope to get 60 percent off plus free shipping and make sure that six zero isn't spelled out s-i-x it's just the number six zero okay green chef the number one meal kit for eating well Let me tell you something. The first time that I had merch, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to sell it. I didn't know how to set it all up. Shopify made it easy. I love Shopify. It's where I sell all of my Instafamilia swag. Okay. Shopify is the commercial platform for revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide, not just mine. So whether you're a garage entrepreneur or you're like IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. What I love about Shopify is I've got the Shopify app and I can update inventory. I can update pricing. I can see who's buying. I can see reports, all that from my phone. It is actually 
incredible. That's what I love about Shopify is really their app and how I can take control of all of my merch from one place. Okay. Now, listen, I need to let you know this. Shopify's award-winning help is there also to support you, your success every step of the way. Their help is mind-blowing. I've never had a problem that they have not been able to help me with. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash human hope. All lowercase, please. Go to shopify.com slash human hope to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash human hope. Geez, there's so much in there, you know, because because there are there's people that are listening to this that that are in inside of that moment right now. Mm -hmm. Like they literally within the last few weeks, probably somebody has looked at them and said, yeah, everything that you have been heading towards, aiming for, dreaming about. I want to look at you in the Mm -hmm. eye and say, that's not going to be what you're going to be doing. And let's let's go here for a second. How do you how would somebody butt up against what I think we initially are going to feel, right? The, the kickback of like, because I, I feel like sometimes a lot of maybe you walk down the self-help aisle at Barnes and Noble, what what a lot of those books are going to tell you is, no, you, you look whoever said that in the face and you're going to prove them wrong. It is time to prove them wrong. And so where, give me, give me some wisdom on when do we butt up against following in, and this is probably going to, you're probably going to talk about hearing from God, but I, I'm assuming, but following yeah. the advice of a wise leader that is speaking into your life, as opposed to, no, you know what? I, let me show you. Uh, this is my dream. This is what I'm going to do. Because I do feel like there probably are times that we should, and you should, you know, at some point in your life, if you have another conversation and it doesn't feel right to you, but up against that. So give us a little bit of, yeah. of guidance when it comes to, do we push back or do we go with what we feel like we've been told? No, that's a great question because I actually wanted to follow up and say that that, that story doesn't mean that everything someone speaks over you is the truth either. And, sure. and so you have to be able to discern what is from God, what is wise, what are other voices in your life telling you? Mm, that's good. Because at the same time, you know, at the end of 2021, I felt like God was giving me a, a dream that led me away from being on staff at Elevation. And so that was one wow. where yeah. I had to step out after a year praying through that with my wife of saying, okay, we feel like the Lord is, is birthing a new dream in us and we're yeah. called to step out. But other voices might've said, well, we don't think that is for you. Sure. Um, even though everyone actually was really supportive of, of that decision. Yeah. But I would say for me, you have to run those things through a grid of, yeah. of number one, like what have you learned about yourself, your own giftings, your own passions, but also your own limitations. Because if I was honest mm-hmm. with myself, I knew Chris and Mac and London and all these other people that were at the church at that time. I knew that they were more gifted vocally than I was. I knew mm-hmm. that they had a, yeah. a, I was a good worship leader and actually thought I had a gifting to lead worship. Yeah. But I also didn't think that that's the only thing that God could ever do through me. And so I think sometimes, let me say this actually, because I think sometimes defining the dream and taking it mm-hmm. out of, like I said, this is the only thing God can do through me. This is the only purpose I have for my life. Right. And actually stepping right. back and saying, no, my purpose in life is to be an image bearer of God and a follower of Jesus yeah. as a Christian. And this one dream is one way I can live that out. 
but it's not the yeah. only way. And so when I can actually yeah. put it in that place, then I can think more clearly about it and say, all right, I can fight against this uh-huh. and choose to leave and go somewhere else. And that might be the right thing to do. Or if I really believe in the mission of this church, I can stay and play right. a different part because I'm building something that I'm passionate about. And so I think it's really getting to the heart of a healthy dream honors God. I believe it helps others. So it's not you focused, it's others focused. Right. It's held loosely. And honestly, it's hard work too. It's not easy. And so for me, taking myself out of the center of my dream and realizing who is it meant to serve and can I serve them even if it's not the seat I wanted to sit in? I don't know if that answers your question, but no, that's good. No, no, it is because because I think having a funnel that you can run things through, I think is very beneficial. You know, I, I don't know if that is actually out of your book, this dream is not for you or not. I don't know if people, if, if whatever your little four steps you just gave <laughs> us is in there. Um, but, but you know, you, you, we, we have been talking about, we keep referencing your book, but the book is this dream is not for you. Learn to live by letting go. And um, gosh, man, t- letting go that that is not something that we are good at. I don't think that's anything that humans are really good mm-hmm. at. I don't think that, I think I understand the, this dream is not for you part. Can you unpack the subtitle? Learn to live by letting go. Where'd that come from? Yeah, I, I think it comes from the fact that we are called to dream the way a disciple dreams as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And so surrender is the defining posture of a disciple. Jesus says mm-hmm. that we're called to lay our life down, to take up our cross. That's releasing control. That, that's, yeah. that's being open to God's plans and God's purposes. And so to me, it's, it's dreaming with open hands. It's dreaming with a heart of surrender, of, yeah. of saying, I'm not going to let this dream define me because whatever you assign meaning to has control sure. of your life. Yeah. And so if your dream is what gives you meaning, then it controls your life. So if you don't have your dream, right. you feel like you don't have purpose. If you do have your yeah. dream, you feel like you have to hold on to it tight. Or if anything threatens it, then you get defensive, you get jealous. Yeah. And so it's really learning how to live with open hands so that you can accept the the beauty of each day and accept God's dream for each day, accept how we can live out our purpose in the mundane and the ordinary things of life. And so I think I talk a lot in the book about pivoting from striving to surrender. Striving is trying to make your dreams happen at all costs. Surrender is trusting God with your dream, no matter the cost. I feel like striving is trying to manipulate a no until it turns into a yes. Whereas surrender is having the posture of yes, even in the face of a painful no. Right. And so I think that's my encouragement for anyone reading this book is that I believe that we are able to dream better dreams and bigger dreams and more God-honoring dreams when we're willing to let go of the dream we think we can't live without. And that's what I mentioned earlier. Like I'm living in dreams that I never knew to even imagine. Yes, yes. On this, I'm 47 years old. And if I thought that my whole life had to be limited to what I did on a stage 20 minutes every Sunday, that's a very small way to live. Uh, yes. And I feel like God is like we in church, we love to quote Ephesians 320 that God can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. But I found yep. in my life, I only wanted God to do what I imagined and maybe crank mm-hmm. that up to 11. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the things <laughs> totally. that I'm, I'm learning right now is God had dreams for my life that were in a whole nother zip code, a whole different yes. area code that I didn't even know to think about. Yeah, no. 
you know, it's our our journeys are very parallel in a, a lot of what what we've kind of conversations we've had with people that speak into our lives and you know I, I want to parallel that with with me in 2000 and gosh I, I guess it was probably 2010 2011 I was I I was the same way I was leading worship at North Point. I just signed a record deal with Integrity Music. I'm leading at Elevation. And I'll never forget when I, it was one of the last times I led worship at, at North Point and Andy Stanley, I don't know if it was a phone call or a meeting face-to-face. I tried to uh, scrub this from my memory, <laughs> this conversation, but it was very similar to the conversation you had with Pastor Stephen. It was a little different because I, I remember Andy saying to me very specifically, it was on the phone now that I think about it, because I remember being walking to my car and I remember seeing Andy Stanley pop up on my, I just got finished leading worship. And I was like, oh shoot, I'm in trouble. Like, like I, you don't ever want to see his name on your phone. He's like, hey, Carlos, like, you know, I just feel like I need to tell you something. You are a really good worship leader. This is literally, this is what he said. But the reason why you're a good worship leader isn't really because you can sing. Mm. And I just remember when he, when he said that going like, oh my gosh, like what, what, where's this going? He goes, because like, honestly, like you're, you know, you're average, you're an average singer, comparatively speaking, let's just, you know, he's, he was, he's so blunt. <laughs> he goes, but the reason why you're a good worship leader is because every time you walk on stage, everybody in the room feels like they're your best friend. Mm. And he goes, I, I don't know what you're, you need to do with that, but I need to tell you that that is your superpower. That is the gift. And I just remember hanging up the phone going like, okay, what I, Again, how do I feel? I feel devastated that he just told me I can't sing. That's number one. Number two, but what is this thing he he deposited into me about this superpower that I have mm. about making everyone feel like they're your best friend? And you know what that led me to? That led me to, just like you said, Wade, I'm, I'm basically just taking everything you just told us and applying it to, to and telling people that, that it works. Because <laughs> a few months later, Mike Foster, a dear friend of mine, told me, Carlos, I know you're you love to lead worship, but you know, people see you as a thought leader more than they see you hmm. as a worship leader. And I was like, why, why are all these people telling me this? And sure enough, one person after another, after another began to tell me that maybe what I have to say between the songs, how I make people feel when I am saying those things, maybe the zip code that I'm heading in. And here I find myself, you know, 13 years later, just like you said, in a completely other, most people listening to this podcast don't even know that I ever sang. Right now they're Googling, going like, <laughs> and seeing photos of me with a deep V-neck and a rosary on, you know, in 2010. That's my favorite my Carlos, rosary. by the way, deep V Carlos. <laughs> deep V Carlos going like, what the heck? But, you know, here I am. Now I make my living talking to my phone and trying to help people navigate difficult conversations and grateful. If I would have fought against what I thought was the dream. And at the moment in 2010 to 2012, I never would be impacting the amount of people that I'm impacting today. And it is exponentially more the impact I'm having now than it was then. But had I not, had I not read Wade's book before it came out and had people speaking that into me, I never would have understood it. Right. And so I I share that so that the Hmm. listener can not only know that this is something that's happened to Wade, but it's happened to me. And it is true. These things that you're saying are so true. And I'm just so grateful that you're sharing just these thoughts. Well, I I love as you were sharing that you carried the same you that was the worship leader into the you that's now in in a different vehicle. I think you even mentioned that on, on 
when you were on my pod- podcast about how it's you're getting in different cars and different vehicles, yeah. but you're still bringing the same gifting and the same passions and desires. I share the story a lot when I, when I preach and it's in the book, but it might be helpful that I'm a child of the eighties and nineties. So I was a huge Saved yes. by the bell fan, which I, I assume yes. you were too. Like I, I, I wanted to be Zach Morris, but I can, really, can, hold on, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to infuse something in here that one of the greatest days of my life was when Tiffany Amber Thiessen started following me on Instagram. I, I just need to let everybody know that she follows me on Instagram and now you can finish your story. <laughs> I, I can't finish my story now because I can't get past that. Because one of the reasons I want to meet Zach Morris is because I wanted to date Kelly Kapowski <laughs> totally, back in the totally. day. But I really wanted his 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 cell phone. You remember the massive cell phone that's like as big as a toaster? Yes, I remember. Well, I didn't get that in high school, but I did. I was like in 1993 at Spring Valley High School. I was one of the first guys with a car phone, like in my red Toyota Celica. <laughs> I thought Let's I was the man. Go. I thought it was going to help me. Red Toyota Celica, bro. We would have been friends. That's amazing. Man, I thought it was going to help me get a girlfriend because I was a short guy. I needed all the help yeah. I could get. But anyway, that it looked cool. But in early 90s, South Carolina, it was really hard to get a cell signal at all. Signal. And so I was working at a Christian camp that summer. I couldn't use my car phone anywhere. And one night I was desperate to, to make a call because there was a long line for the landline. Yeah. And so I drove my car all the way around the camp and I finally went to the top of the camp at the softball field and I drove up and down and I finally found this one tiny sweet spot where I could actually make a call. And if I like move the car up a little bit or back a little bit, I'd lose the signal. And so that was my spot yeah. all summer if I needed to make a call. Had to keep it quick though, because it was expensive back in the day. Yeah. But that was my that was my spot. And I realized that for so much of my life, I have thought about my purpose and my calling, the way I, I thought about that car phone, that I had to be in this one sweet spot for God to use me. I had to be in this one, I'd like chase and search to find the spot on the ball field if I ever wanted my life yeah. to make an impact. And most of my life has never felt like it was in that sweet spot where every preference was checked. And every mm. prayer that I prayed was met exactly yes. or answered the way I wanted it to. But I started to think more and more about purpose and calling like my iPhone instead of a car phone, because that works mm. as long as I carry it with me. I've used it right. in Charlotte. I've used it in Israel. I've used it in Australia. I've used it in Nashville. And it works when I carry it with me. And so yeah. I believe that instead of always chasing what we think is going to fulfill us and chasing wow. the dream, thinking that that's what's going to finally assign meaning to our life. We have to learn to carry our purpose and our calling and our gifting and God's dream for his kingdom into whatever we find ourselves in. And when we do that, yeah. that can even make those seasons that are painful where we feel overlooked, we feel hidden. We can still live out our purpose, even in those seasons when we're not living in our dream. And so I really want this book to encourage people that even when you're staring at a dead dream, your life has so much meaning, has so much purpose, and you can live out a life that honors God and that helps others even in those seasons and sometimes even more powerfully in those seasons. Y'all know I love Indeed because I found Whitney from Wisconsin there. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And I am proof in the pudding. Y'all see how responsible I am now? 
it's all because of Whitney, which is all because of Indeed. So instead of me spending hours on all these job sites searching for the candidates with the right skills, Indeed was the hiring platform that helped me do it all. And they got this thing called Instant Match. Over 80% of employers, which was me, get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description. Ready for this? The moment they sponsor a job according to Indeed data. So I love it. I love that Indeed does that for me. So I want you to really think hard. You're like, Carlos, I hear you talk about Indeed all the time. I, I really want you to think, okay, it is time for me to get that help I needed. You can join over 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 3 million. Okay, how do you do it? Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash human hope. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash human hope. Just go to indeed.com slash human hope and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Tell me this, familia. Have you ever been like laying in bed at night and you can't go to sleep because your thoughts are going a million miles an hour? Or you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep because your thoughts are going a million miles an hour. Just one simple thing that I did to help me with that, because that was me, like every single night. I was like, what is going on? I went and I talked to my therapist. And guess what? They helped me realize that when I put those thoughts from my mind to my lips and out into the world, they stopped racing. It turns out that a great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them out with somebody. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out those negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. I have done this myself and it's been because of my therapist. So listen, if you're thinking about starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you're going to get matched with a licensed therapist right away. And listen, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash human hope today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash human hope. Well, you, f- you find yourself in this season now of putting your money where your mouth is, right? Like, so now you have, you are no longer on staff at Elevation Church. You were there how many years? Uh, almost 15. Almost 15 years. 15 years. And here, here I sit looking across from you on my computer of you sitting, not at a church office, but I'm assuming at your home at somewhere with your little microphone in front of you. And give us, give us a little bit about, you know, give, give us some of the, the good and the bad of where you find yourself now. I mean, here you are, you're releasing this book. You, you are like doing everything that you want to be doing. It's like, Lord, the Lord is moved you into this new season, a new zip code of, of the dream. But just because you're in a new zip code of mm-hmm. a dream doesn't mean that, that, that everything is just smooth sailing. So oh. why don't you give us, get, get, give us, give us a little bit of the reality of, man, this is awesome, but it's also hard. Yeah. I love the way you just said that because I, <laughs> the, the biggest 
narrative in my head right now that I have to fight against mm. is that I'm no longer important because I'm not a part of such a massive thing like Elevation Church, yeah. or at least massive in yeah. the church world. Sure. And that that was the only reason that I was successful. It was the only reason that God used me. And even though I know that not to be true in my head, sure. I give that way more emotional real estate in my heart than I want to. Wow. So a lot wow. of the last That's 18 good. months has been, you know, trying to to hold to get rid of that lie, to speak truth to it yeah. through prayer, through counseling, through my friendships, and through just continuing to do the next thing I know to do. Yeah. Even when I don't feel like it's working. Yeah. I would say I'm loving so much of what I'm doing right now, yeah. but I crave certainty in my personality yeah. and my life right sure. now is not very certain. And so <laughs> I'm learning that, you know, some months it's going to feel like all these churches are calling me and asking me to come in and yeah. the podcast is growing or people are wanting me to coach them. And then some months it feels like no one even remembers who I am Yes, and learning how to trust God and just keep doing the right things, even when it's not growing the way I'm used to seeing things grow. Yes. And also trying not to build the thing I left. Mm, I feel like wow. there are things about me that are different than what I was a part of for so long. Yeah. And I'm having yeah. to learn how to be true to who God's created me to be and build yeah. something that aligns with that gifting and not just try to do everything I saw work in someplace else. Work. So yeah. all that to say, like I feel like God has been incredibly kind and gracious to our family. He's provided yeah. for us. He's brought so much encouragement, but also there have been some real battles with insecurity, real battles yeah. with God, am I doing the right thing? Like I don't doubt yep. that I've made, I don't doubt the decision that we made, but sometimes sure. I wonder if we're walking in the right direction. Yeah. And so there's a lot, like it's far from, it's not like God wrote on the tablets on the mountain saying, this is what the next season of your life is going to look like. I feel like in a lot of ways right. it's a lab and we're just experimenting and seeing what uh -huh. it feels like God is in. Because I think part of your dream is also having the humility to realize that it may work out and it may not. And, right. and one dead end might actually lead you to something that's even better. And totally. And so trying to see failure as a means of, of God's, of God educating me right now. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah that's kind of a, a snapshot into my it. heart and mind. Well, you know, and I think what's good just for people to hear is, is that side of things, that side of like, you know, oh, this guy, you know, he, he wrote, he's, he wrote a book about this dream not being for you. He's got all his little points. I'm sure everything's just smooth sailing. No, like it, it, the reality is insecurity. Well, here, the reality is, is that that whisper, that lie never leaves. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, like it'll, you know, way you could end up, you know, selling 15 million books and one person's going to criticize it. And there's the lie again, just whispering. And there's always, yeah. you know, there's always going to be more. There's always going to be, as you continue to build whatever, you know, life God has for you, there's always going to be somebody in front of you with more and that you could very easily just fall into the trap of, you know, comparison and comparison leads to all the bad thoughts and all the negative thinking. And so, you know, I mean, cause I know that even for me where I'm at, I'm like, man, like, you know, I'll, I'll look at my podcast numbers and I won't compare my podcast numbers to where they were when I first launched my podcast, 
because why would I do that? Because there are way more, but the, I look at my podcast numbers the last four weeks and I'm like, oh my gosh, where, where, where are all the people? Like, maybe I wonder if they're on vacation. Have they started unsubscribe? Yeah. Are they, you know, and so it just never, it, it never ends that, that piece. And so I, that's why I think that this mm. book is so important uh, and the way that you define the dream. Uh, one thing that you said in it, what's this piece of dreams that lie and dreams that die? Is that something in there that you can unpack for us? Yeah. So I talk about how your dream loves to lie to you. So it loves yeah. to tell you that it's your purpose. It loves to tell you that you your life won't matter unless you're living in your dream. And it screams to yeah. you who you're not if you're not living in your dream. So I feel like your dream, and honestly, in a lot of ways, not just the world, but I think church culture always a, a lot of times overemphasizes us mm -hmm. getting prepared for our purpose and one day walking in yeah. our purpose. And it always feels yeah. like purpose is somewhere yeah. out there rather than right where Ooh, you are. Yeah. And so I think Come that's on. the lie that your dream tells you. That's why I love your yeah. your book so much on how to human is. I feel like you can you can see people and, and do everything that you talk about in that book. You can live out that purpose in any situation you find yourself in. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's God's dream for us as humans, as followers of Jesus. Mm, that's good. So that's the lie that our dream tells us that we are defined by the dream. Yes. I say that all dreams must die because sometimes we think about mm -hmm. a dead dream as being something that didn't work out or yeah. something that someone else is keeping us out of. I think even the good dreams should die too in the same way mm -hmm. that Jesus calls us to lay our whole life down. Yeah. And so I think we have to be willing to surrender our dreams as a follower of Jesus in order for those dreams not to control us. That doesn't mean dreams are bad. I think actually right. um, there's a there's a line in the new trailer for the Wonka movie with Timothy Chalamet uh -huh. <laughs> that says, every good thing in this world started with a dream. And I believe that dreams are how God, one of the ways God speaks to us, every, yeah. every family, church, justice initiative, humanitarian effort, all of it started with a dream. And I think the best yeah. dreams are the ones that line up with God's heart for the world. And so dreams can yeah. be great. They just can't control us. And so I think we have yeah. to be willing to say, God, I'm going to trust you even in the moments where you're saying no to my dream or someone else is saying mm -hmm. no to my dream, or it's a not yet, because not every no is forever too. And we right. can define our life right now by one no and spend the rest of our life bitter rather than saying, okay, yeah. God, I'm going to say yes to you, even in the no, and I'm going to be yes. open to the next thing that you want in my life. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and the taking not, I love not being scared of those dead ends because, you know, if you're, if you're really risking and dreaming, you are going to run up against things that don't work. You know, like if you're just living a safe existence mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I, I really don't think you're probably dreaming, you know, so, but if you're really dreaming, that means they're not reality yet. And you're going to have to give it a shot, you know, and yeah. swing for the fences. And sometimes you strike out and it's okay. Yeah. I mean, th this past year, I've probably had just as many wins as I've had losses on my dream board. Yeah. And yes, but I actually feel like I'm, I'm dreaming more than ever even on the other side of a lot of closed doors and a lot of no's. Yeah. And so I think that's yeah. my encouragement for people is the message of this book is not let your dream die and never dream again. It's no, like right. be willing to trust God with your dreams and you're going to dream, I believe, more than ever. But I think yeah. they're going to be healthier dreams that don't crush you, but they actually bring you joy. Yeah. yeah, that's it. They bring you joy just like Wade, the man joy brings to me. Oh. So... 
Thanks, buddy, man. This has been so good. I just, you know, I, I just am excited for you. I'm excited for everybody to go and pick up the book. I haven't said this yet, but just so everybody knows, I wrote the forward. Okay. I've, I've written the forward to two books and I say no to forwards once a month. And I just want to let you know, I believe in not only the message of the book, but, but your future um, so much that, man, I will put my name behind anything that you do. So I'm just so grateful for you. Man. And I, I, that, that meant the world to me when you wrote the forward and just what you wrote in that it's extremely special. You, I believe that one of the callings of God on your life, since you said something about me, and that mine won't be as creative as a gimbal, <laughs> but I believe you help fan the flame of so many people's dreams. And I've wow. just seen you do it in my life. I've seen you do it for the Insta Familia. I've seen you do it for for people that we both know that are mutual friends. And that just, yeah. I, I can't think of a better advocate for other people and their dreams than you. So thank you for doing that Dude, for me. Thanks. And I think everybody who listens to this podcast would, would agree with that. You're the best. Love you, Wade. Thanks for being on the Human Hope Podcast. Love you too. Thank you, Wade. That was amazing. I am just so grateful for the wisdom that you shared with us. And l l literally, I need you guys to remember. I need you to remember that, you know, as... Wade talked about chasing whatever the calling is in your life. Don't get too wrapped up in that word calling, right? I mean, there's there was so much in that. You may not feel like you're important anymore because you're no longer in a part of something really big. There's a lot of things that I think we can all lean into. But like we talked about, it's time to get in a different car. You're still bringing the same gifts, but you're just in a different vehicle. Thank you, Wade. That was amazing. And we're not going to end. I, there's another series coming up, but I got a couple of like drop-in episodes just like this one that are coming up. And I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious when I tell you this. Next week's guest was the most, is the most, is the most surprising, surprisingly refreshing conversation I've had on the Human Oak Podcast in a long time. You know, when you have a conversation with somebody and you have no idea that it's going to like blow your socks off and then you're like, wait a second, I need to have four more of these with you. That's next week. You're not going to want to miss it. Hey, Dr. Delight, hit it. Hey, 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 y'all know it. Come with me. Come with me. Men, women, and children. Oh, see, I dropped out so you guys could say it. We're like rapping partners. We're like a group, like a hip-hop group. Uh, love you guys. See you next week on another episode of The Human. Ho!